0: <laughs>
1: big smiles <laughs> welcome everybody we apologize for for the late start we uh we had some technical difficulties uh yeah. oops and sure. and let me mute my youtube that's on my other other screen here so welcome i'm sure you guys have been chomping at the bit we're six minutes late on starting <laughs> uh, but we have a very exciting episode planned for you today we we did this episode initially. When was it, Leslie? Like right when we kind of first started. Uh, out,
2: episode right? thirteen, I think it said. Yeah.
1: Episode. So that was almost like 100 a hundred episodes ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're on one twelve. So that is that is crazy. So ninety nine episodes ago, we we did this, and we are going to revisit the topic with this awesome panel here, and I'm sure we're all all the wiser uh, ninety nine episodes later, and have a lot more information for everybody right <laughs> oh yeah
3: cory do you want to change to gallery view because it's just showing you on the the youtube as much as we love all seeing your lovely
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, okay I, I i didn't realize it would go off of mine i thought it was uh Aww. you know in general how, how does that look tim
3: uh i gotta catch up on the live
1: we'll that see. looks good it's on it's yeah improve. Improve. Yep. <laughs> okay I, all right well I'm sorry, I'm sure everybody wanted to see Gigantic Corey. Mandy's like, no! Okay, so episode 112, how to, how to get, how to land uh, more remote and local clients. So I think uh, each of us have a little bit more experience in either, either field. Um, so we'll get started on that soon. But first, let's introduce this awesome panel that we have here today. And we are going to start with uh, Stephanie Hudson. Ooh. hey
4: everybody i'm stephanie with focus wp and i'm super excited to learn how to get more local clients today too yeah. Oh, yeah. i uh yeah you can find me at focuswp.co
2: and on the socials
1: awesome thanks for being here Thank leslie you.
2: hi um, I am Leslie Bernal of A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me at agirlinhermac.design and on the socials at agirlinhermac.
1: Thanks for thanks for coming on today, Leslie. All right, let's go let's go with uh, Mr. Hall. Well, thank you, Corey. Hey, everybody, I'm Josh,
5: based out of Columbus, Ohio. You can find all of my Divi and WordPress related stuff at my site at joshhall.co. And if you want to find out more about my local and remote clients, you can go to my business site at IntransitStudios.com.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Josh. And I would like to point out, I don't know what took <laughs> yeah. it so long, but I, I got your Christmas you got card last Did week. I got Did one. It finally came. <laughs> it finally came. It, awesome. it, it, and it was funny because one of our developers, his last name is Hall. And so we got two, like two sets of cards around the same time. And they were both like from the halls, So I, I like wasn't sure which was which was which, but
4: oh, you can yeah. the halls. Good thing
3: there's a picture.
1: I appreciate it. So this is going <laughs> to go back. This like is going to go on my refrigerator and it's going to be the only Christmas card up there. Like, nice. I got to put it <laughs> up is for it like a, at least a week
5: in February.
1: <laughs> yeah. In, in February. So we'll say it's like a Valentine's card. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Sweet. No problem.
3: How's it going, buddy? Hey everybody, Tim Streifler here. And you can find me online at divilife.com, Timstreifler.com, and WPgears.com. And yeah, super excited to be here. This is always a great topic. And I'm what I'm actually I'm really looking forward to is we have such a, a more consistent live audience than we did when we did a similar topic, what did we say, 100 episodes ago? So I'm excited to get the engagement from our everyone that's attending live and get feedback from how they get clients and, and that sort of thing. So there we go.
1: It's going to be exciting. And I will remember to introduce myself this episode. I am Corey Jenkins with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. And you can find me at aspengrovestudios.com and Divi.space. So super excited to be here. You guys ready to, to kick this off? Do it. Let's do it.
3: Yeah. All right. Hi, Tim. Yeah, Tim, let's start with some sort That's of... A remote
4: <laughs> client. Yeah.
3: So actually, client? I thought about this. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm the resident definer. Uh, so uh, a lot of times we talk about things that need defining some sort of a definition. Um, but this one, not so much. However, one thing I wanted to say is there is a difference between clients and customers. Some people use the terms interchangeably. And it's one of those things that where it's it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, even though... It's not a big deal and it's stupid. Um, you, you can use clients and customers interchangeably. However, technically, technically, clients is, uh, you refer to people as clients when they're paying for your professional services. So, with web design, web development, someone's paying for you, you're a professional. Technically, they're a client, not a customer. Customers buy products. So, there that, you go. That's, that, that, that's, that's what a client is. Nice.
1: That's exa- exactly what, what we do, Tim. Well said.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: so uh, I, I guess I guess let's kind of let's kick it off with uh, with local clients. So I guess uh, whoever wants to go first, we can kind of share uh, experiences, successes, failures, looking towards the future, maybe what you're looking to change up. Does, does somebody want to get started?
5: I actually I just wanted to to go off of of Tim's intro there. Just I think one quick thing that might be worth diving into before we get started. And that is like how far con- constitutes a remote client. So like a local client mm-hmm. is somebody you're probably going to be able to meet face to face at some point or is in your local area. But I guess I'm almost curious to see what you guys think as far as what is a remote client, because somebody could be two hours away to where we're not going to meet in person. So I guess they're like kind of yeah, local, kind of remote. I
0: have round rock clients. Yeah.
5: Um, so I almost consider <laughs> anyone that's not immediately
3: in my city
1: a remote client
3: and Tim has Austin
1: clients from Round Rock so
3: (laughs) I I think uh anything anyone that's outside of like your metro area your suburban uh your because I'm yeah Corey mentioned I'm technically in Round Rock but Austin is the major city so I want to consider someone in Austin to be remote but I would consider someone in San Antonio where Leslie is to be remote and I think what makes it uh different is when you're in your own area, like I know some of like the local Austin and Round Rock hot spots. I know kind of the culture here, and it's pretty close to being the same as San Antonio, but there's some nuances where me being local for someone that's in the Austin metro area, they could hire me and I'm going to understand the different nuances of the city of the, the county and, and, and so forth. Where San Antonio, they have some different things, different lingo that I might not be familiar with because it's, you know, two hours away. So, and we
2: have better tacos. Just got to put that in. There.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not married to the tacos here. I'm a Southern California boy at heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Southern California tacos are way better. Can't beat it. Yeah, that makes a but big yeah, that's difference. That's a really good point, Josh.
5: Yeah, well, it makes a big difference for budgetary reasons, too. Like, if I'm working with people in central Ohio, we're kind of right in the middle. At, well, not only in the country, as far as being in the Midwest, but also price point. Like we're a little more expensive than you'd find in some areas, but we're not near what it's going to be if I'm doing a site in New York or LA or something like that. So um, there are some different things like that. I'm curious that we'll, I'm sure we'll get into here.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, So, so I'm up in the Prescott area and we're, you know, uh, hour 45 kind of North of of Phoenix. And I, I don't consider that like that like local whatsoever going into Phoenix because here it's like people just, you know, like because I am in a smaller area, people just know who the web people are, kinda, you know. Uh Phoenix, you know, so we're going from like forty thousand people to four million people. That's just like it to me is like a huge difference. And I wouldn't consider getting a client from there uh local by any means, even though it's like the closest like metro big city area. So it's it's totally. it's definitely a difference. All right. What, well uh one
4: of my biggest clients, I don't want to throw one more in there. Sure. That is uh the combo deal where i have a client that is a charlotte company and albany new york they have two locations so mm. both have to sort of come into play a little bit
5: interesting that's yeah cool. that's
3: a good point multi location double
2: remote client
4: double Boom. remote
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh well i'll jump in and say uh, something that we've i've mentioned a lot on here and then on mine and uh, david's podcast is people want to hire someone that they know and trust or someone that they know and trust, knows and trusts or someone that's recommended them is a much easier way of saying that. And so I think that kind of applies to local or remote. So a lot of times local, it's people around you, people that you're interacting with, people that you already know. And so they, they trust you and they know that you do web. And so it's just kind of a natural transitioned for them to hire you and then remote it's obviously different because you might not have that connection but they found you somehow whether you're like for example um web dev studios or one of the biggest wordpress agencies out there they do a lot of enterprise clients well they're very well known in the wordpress space probably i don't know for sure but i'd venture to say that most of their business is not in their local area but they have such a big brand and people know them and trust them and so they're able to get clients and so i feel like that's kind of like the the main principle, and it doesn't matter whether they're local or remote, the bottom line is to get clients. People have to know you and trust you. And so, like, the means of making that happen is going to be different whether it's remote or local. But at the end of the day, they have to know you and trust you in order for them to hire you.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's-
5: Oh, go ahead, Corey.
1: Uh, I I was gonna say, and and you know, like Web Dev Studios also they're they're a remote company, um, you know, c- kinda like we are. We have a lot of employees kind of spread around. So I guess in a sense, you know, because myself, I'm in Arizona, David's in Louisiana, that, that almost gives you like two local two locals, uh, yeah, location, you know, locations as well. So um so it doesn't have to be necessarily like, you know, one one certain area. Um our corporate paperwork, you know, it might say Louisiana, but we're in, in several places, so. It
4: yeah.
5: might say Louisiana. Yeah, that, that, that is what's pretty cool about that. It's interesting because my business has gone from virtually 100% local to now I'm like 50-50 because I have a growing YouTube channel and I'm getting more exposure in the Divi community. I'm getting a lot more solid leads through the, through those avenues. Um, and it's been like a whole different process. I, there are some things that are similar. I still do the the things I do like normal, um, but as Tim mentioned, you kind of have to earn that trust and earning trust is a little different remotely than it is locally. I think it's a little easier to earn trust when you're talking with somebody face to face. there's just a personal element there that you don't get when you work remotely. Uh, so it is a little bit different, but I'm, it's kind of interesting. Cause like I said, I've gone from local to remote. So I thought I would just maybe share my top four ways for local. If That sounds good to start. Sounds Perfect. great. Bring out um, the list. So here we go.
1: Uh, Bullet list time. Drum roll, please.
5: Number one for me is networking. I've talked about this before. I know that term probably makes a lot of people squeamish. It feels really corporate uh, It sounds like something you have to go to with a bunch of suits and it's awkward. And it can be those things. However, if you get into a networking group, which essentially what a networking group is, is a group of business owners or uh, business people who exchange leads for each other. So like in my networking group, there's one chiropractor, there's one auto mechanic, there's one realtor, and we all pass leads to each other. So this for me still constitutes to about 50% of my business stems through my networking group. So some of them are my clients, but it's really about the group. It's about their networks included in this network. So when I join a networking group of 20 people, I'm automatically involved with all of their extended network too. So that's, that's been the, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And you, and you know, you do have to find the right group or start the right group because it's gotta be a good fit. Um, but that's been huge for me. So networking. And then my other one is number two, which is kind of number three, too, but it is your personal network. So when I started my business, it was a lot of people that I knew. It was uh, people in my church. It was people, a lot of, you know, I was in the, in the band industry music industry and so it was a lot of people I knew through that um, and then outside of that a little bit of family although the family stuff gets tricky uh, but you can potentially get leads through your family if they know I've paying
2: for domains and hosting for yeah
5: <laughs> yeah that, so that you have to tread lightly with that one but if you're just starting out there's no shame in reaching out to your family and saying hey uncle joe bob I'm starting my web design business if you know anyone in the you know in the uh, carpentry business who needs a website I can help them out Um, So those are my top three. And then I, I mean, you can do local ads. I actually did Craigslist ads when I started. Um, Though I got nine out of 10 spam emails, I actually did land a couple solid clients who are still clients to this day through that. So those are my top four for local to kind of kick us off. Networking, your personal, professional network, family, and then local ads.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I'm also amazed that we have uncles by the same name. Joe
3: Bob. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Uh, I'll add to to that list. And uh, the the credit goes to to David Blackman. Uh, He talks about this in in our course, but basically um, just getting out there. And I think it kind of piggybacks off of networking. But for example, um, the more people that you meet where networking, I guess, is more kind of intentional, you're going there to network and trade leads and that sort of thing and help each other, you know, learn and grow. But if you just get out in your community um and meet people, not for the intention of trying to get a lead and trying to, you know, sell them something, but just get out there and meet people, naturally, uh you know, if you're at least somewhat of a friendly person, naturally business will come. For example, uh you're out at a a local coffee shop and you talk to the owner and you're making small talk while he's making your Iced latte. I I, I drink everything iced, um, so (laughs) that's what I said. Um, So, and he's the first question people ask when they're making small talk is, "What do you do?" And you say, "Hey, I do web design. I build web websites for local businesses." Blah blah blah. And then naturally, what always seems to happen is, "Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Our website is terrible. It's about ten years old, and I put it up in five minutes." Uh, I've been wanting to redo the website and and like that just getting out there, not, you know, trying to knock on doors and, and, you know, cold call or, or whatever uh, you can get leads that way that can turn into really great clients um, just by being out there in your community and meeting people and being friendly and that sort of thing.
5: Good point.
1: Agreed. Um, let's let, uh, let's let Stephanie go here. I can see she has something to, something to say.
4: I was actually just thinking like, man, what am I going to say?
1: <laughs> I can I see the wheels turning. So, Well,
4: I have, I mean, I, I think that networking, like all of that is so good. And I, I think for a lot of us who are obviously willing to just get in front of a camera and talk and things, I think, you know, none of us are really a real shy bunch. So that's easy for us. I think there's a lot more challenges if your personality doesn't lend to that. Yeah, and I don't, I was just sort of thinking about like, well, that would be really hard to get out there and, and sort of do that. But, um but for me, I enjoy it. And one of the things that I try and do is uh when you are in like a local setting or in, particularly if you're specifically trying to make an impact about your business, like, I went to this little small rinky dink local networking um, group a few times and everybody would stand up and go, or everybody would just sit there and go, this is my name. This is my business card. And just like sit back down because they were so uncomfortable. And there was a couple people there and I was one of them and I would like get up and I would have something to hand out to people. Or I, even if you, I took lollipops one time or I did, you know, whatever. And it's like, and then you're at least memorable. So even if it's not somebody ready to, you know, sign up right that second, if you can at least sort of make yourself memorable. And again, that's harder if you're shy, but I don't know. I, a, that's...
5: that's a good point, Steph. And one thing I, cause I, I I've got that question a lot and I've had a lot of developers or designers say, well, that makes sense. And it sounds great, but I am shy. I'm not comfortable talking in front of people and I'm not comfortable maybe with my communication skills yet, but the fact is if you are going to start your own web design business and you're going to do it yourself, you really don't have a choice. You are the salesman. You are the CEO. You are the marketer. You are the designer. You are the support. You are every role unless you get help in those areas. Um, So what I would say to that is as uncomfortable it's going to make you is you have to step out of your shell. Um, It's going to be a work in progress and it's going to take some time. But I know for me, the first time I joined my networking group, I went there, I was like, I'm much better. I'm more, much more well-spoken now, but I was like shaking when I got up in front of everybody and uh, I still don't do well speaking in front of groups, but I'm getting a lot better, I don't either. but yeah, like I remember I had my paper. Like and I'm, I'm like, fine here, but
0: that's about it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, but so you just, you have to learn, you have to get better at that. Now, one thing I will say is if you, if you're in that situation to where you're you're maybe you're backward or maybe you're just shy and you're not that type a personality type, is to try to partner with somebody who can do that. And that's easier said than done. And that's probably a whole other episode. But if you get somebody who can do the sales and do some of the marketing and give them a cut while you do the design and some of the follow-up, then that's a potential situation to get involved with too. Um,
1: Or or, or a a business partner, you know, if if you're doing the best you can. And, you know, myself, I mean, you know, when I'm hanging out with you guys and we're in Nashville and, and, you know, I'm, I'm an outgoing person and I feel comfortable, but I'm kind of like Josh, like it it doesn't come natural to me to network and like, just go introduce myself. And um, but, but I, I do try to step out of my comfort zone and, and I've been, you know, self-employed, you know, basically, you know, out of the past, I don't know, 11 years, I've probably been self-employed for like eight of those um, for the past 11 years. So I've really had to step out of my comfort zone, but it doesn't come naturally for me. It's, it has to be an effort. Some people I I got partnered with David, and David's David's a natural (laughs) born salesperson. He he'll he'll talk to anybody. He doesn't get nervous. He's a great speaker, and uh, you know we all have our different um, personalities. So step out of your 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 shell a little bit, out of your comfort zone, and 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 just try some new things, you know. So
4: well, and the the one thing I will say too, if we're talking to primarily web people, right? So you're there's going to be a lot of shy people. That's just the stereotype, but it's there for a reason. It's a lot of people that sit in a room by themselves in the dark typing a lot, you know, like you're not going to be the type A in front of everybody kind of person. But what's something that everybody wants to talk to you about? Some gadget or some technology or some something that they don't understand. Everybody wants you to fix their freaking printer, even though that has nothing to do with what you do, <laughs> right? Because you have tech skills. Somebody wants to know, I guarantee you, somebody in the room you're in wants to know how to save the photos on their phone to the cloud. Because they don't know what any of those words mean. Uh, you know, s- people are curious about the things that you know, and they're jealous of the things that you know. So you're, you have an opportunity to help people In a way that they want to be helped and give them information. So that is also a really good way to get in with people. And if you help them at at one small thing, like something with their phone in the middle of a networking meeting, guess who they're going to go to the next time when they have something bigger that you might be able to charge for then, or when they want to trust somebody with their website or things like that, you know, you can build trust super easily like that because People don't know where to find the answers. They don't know who to trust.
1: Yeah. That's funny because I I have a liquid web shirt that says like, no, I will not fix your printer or something like that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I agree with everyone saying about, um, you know, stepping on your comfort zone and, and all of that. And I think while it does come naturally for people like David, I think it's like anything, just takes practice and it's like a muscle you know they say like writing or designing is like a muscle the more you do it the stronger you get and i think yeah. um you know being outgoing and friendly and meeting people and um i guess selling uh is a muscle as well um however josh mentioned and and cory mentioned you know partnering and uh hiring people to do it another option if you you don't want to it, it it scares you to step out of your comfort zone and and meet people and so forth and it's not why you got into this Um, white label work. So not necessarily partnering or being employed, but kind of just having a separate contractor relationship with other businesses that they can outsource to you. You can make a great living that way and you don't have to manage the end user. And so you only interface with your one client that's sending you a ton of repeat business.
5: Yeah. And I think locally speaking, that's where you could probably look for like WordPress meetups in your area. Or if, if there are Divi specific meetups or anything like that, to where there's somebody who kind of speaks your language, because you'll feel a lot more comfortable if you are shy and kind of Type B. You may feel more comfortable talking with somebody who does WordPress as opposed to a realtor or somebody like that who's just completely different.
3: Um, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. a good point. For white label work, like especially Divi, like Facebook groups. Um, I think it was Mike Devitt mentioned in the in the, the live chat here. Uh, a lot of people on there, and so. If you have a sp- specific skill set and there's someone that needs someone specifically uh, that knows Divi, well, that's a great place. I've hired multiple people through Facebook groups, um, and it's a great place because you you can kind of see their skill set, even though they're you know on the other side of the country or the world.
1: Yeah, yeah um, I, an- another tip I have, and and I um, in- initially how I got into web development. is is I come from a a marketing background and in California, I had a marketing agency. So I was working with a lot of like, you know, the radio sales reps and the TV sales reps, newspaper sales reps. And, you know, I I guess you kind of have to be careful about how you approach it because you don't know if it's conflict of interest with their employer, but we used to offer, um, you know, if it was a radio sales rep or a newspaper rep, whatever it might be, we'd offer a a commission to that person for the referral. And typically in the agency world, um, at least back then, you know, there, there was like, you know, 15% um, ad placement commissions. And so we'd honor that, you know, if you guys bring a project into us and it's a, you know, $5,000 project, then, you know, whoever did the referral for us, we'd give them a, a commission on, and and we yeah. used to generate quite a few leads that way. And, um, you know, for, you know, for sales reps, you might be, uh, some, you know, some months having a hard time on commission, you know, maybe maybe pulling in an extra five hundred, a thousand uh, dollars a month off referrals is 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 pretty enticing to them.
5: Yeah, you know, one thing I didn't, we haven't touched on yet as well is just local organic SEO. Um, I met with a colleague last week who is a very very savvy developer. Um, he is the president of of his business, so he's good at that stuff. But he's not necessarily the the networking type. He doesn't enjoy that. Um, he's not real great on camera, that kind of thing, and probably isn't really great at the, the selling aspect as much. But he built a six figure web design business within two years here in Columbus because he's so knowledgeable at SEO. So um, the majority, pretty much all of his leads come locally from people searching web design in Columbus, Ohio. So that's an option too. Now, that's, I mean, he's an expert developer. So he was able to, you know, once he gets them in the door, he kind of knows what he's doing, but that's that's something to consider too. Is you don't have to network. I, it is I think one of the um, the quickest ROIs. You're, it's going to be one of your fastest return on investments. And as Stephanie said, it doesn't take much. You can do one little thing that could spiral into a whole slew of other jobs. Um, but there are these different avenues. You don't have to stick with one particular way. Ideally, it would be a mixture of all. Um, you know, to do some good SEO, do a little bit of networking, use your, utilize your personal network. And then help out your Uncle Jim Bob when you can, who you never know what that leads to.
1: Yeah. I'm, I mean, if people are hiring hiring you to be a web developer and talking to you about SEO, you want to rank somewhat, somewhat high um, in <laughs> SEO, you know, because somebody who might not kind of what they're doing might, you know, Google, uh, you know, Columbus web developers. And if you're like, you know, page 10 or something like that, they're like, okay, what, you know, I, I, I might not hire this guy. Right, so, right. Um, but but local, local SEO, depending on where you're at, can be can be pretty difficult. Do, do you know what type of topics he he'd blog about? Was it like like how how would he tie in the local uh, SEO he, aspect uh, into into the web development?
5: Yeah, most of it was county and city based. So like the suburbs around Columbus, he would create pages and optimize those for. Uh, like I'm based in Grove city right outside of Columbus. So it'd be like Grove city website design and then optimize the page like that. And he's got a lot of other tips up his sleeve, which I kind of did a SEO consultation from him to learn from him. Cause I want to do an SEO course eventually. Uh, but he like opened my eyes to some things you can do with organic SEO, uh, pretty quickly. It d- it does depend on the competition and all that. But, um, yeah, he kind of did some backend things organically for SEO, like, uh, all around all around the city, basically, um, so that 's kind of how he did it but again, I mean that's you know that's a little more of an advanced way to go about it. I think for people who are just starting out personally, I think the best way to go would be to utilize your immediate family and personal network first, even if you have to do some jobs i hate to I hate to say free, but you are probably going to want to build that portfolio with at least a few projects, even if they 're pro bono to look legitimate before you start getting paying clients locally?
2: Yeah, I started with the uh, dog rescue was one of my first free pro bono clients so I could start getting practice. And I just want to throw in, I know I said this last time we had this topic, but I started because I went to the local farmer's market and they were all needed websites. Um, I didn't do yeah. all of them, but it, there was <laughs> a plenty to choose from. Um, so that's a good place to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, another cool thing about local work is, um, you know, beside besides actually, you know, the, the dollar amount is is that you can barter and, and trade. Um, you know, so maybe maybe you need like a you know some plumbing work done or some painting done on your house. Uh, you know, maybe you can approach some of those local businesses and and barter, uh, you know, kind of trade services. So
5: I hate bartering. It is tricky. Yeah, I I, I would. That's probably a good I way to
1: get to, started. But-
5: yeah, it's a good way to get started, but I wouldn't do it's that. It's a
2: good way to learn. how.
1: Yeah, well, if, if you yeah. do it for every project, you know, you're not going to make any money and you're not right. going to have a house yeah. to paint. But You uh, got to
4: establish your values up front, though, because, boy, that can I'm, get out of yeah. hand.
3: I'm definitely down for bartering, but as long as what I'm receiving is money. Other than <laughs> that, I don't want to barter. <laughs>
0: you're a dork.
3: You know what's funny though? I like literally
5: when I started my business, I walked down the main street in our city and I knew some of the business owners on that street. Um, but I literally walked down to like businesses that I thought would potentially need. Well, back, back then I did like brochures and business cards and, and basic Dreamweaver websites, but I would just literally go into each business and say, Hey, I'm Josh. I just started a local business and this is what I do. And that's,
0: awesome. uh, that's awesome. I actually, that's the pavement. yeah. And you talk
5: about getting out of your comfort zone. I and I had yeah, right? one automotive place. They they like they were nasty with me. But, well, I had a suit and tie, or I had a tie on. Which don't Aww. wear ties if you do. I, I don't <laughs> think anyone probably does. But like you're selling oh, insurance. Yeah, I looked, or yeah, looked like I was selling insurance. Uh, but they were like no soliciting. And I was like, oh no, I do website design. And they were like no soliciting. So
4: <laughs> that's uh, actually soliciting. Yeah. Yeah, that is totally. <laughs> so- no, I'm a <laughs> limo driver. It's okay. So,
0: creative. It's okay.
5: Yeah. Hard. Yeah. So I, that's the, that would be like the lat, that would be like plan D or E of all these, but
1: yeah. If you've ever been in, in sales uh, like, you know, media sales or anything like that. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm not the world's greatest salesman, but I, I was pretty used to like um, having, you know, doors slammed in my face. Cause we'd have to go out and just walk into, you know, cold call businesses, you know, and, and uh, it, it definitely, that, that definitely gets you out of your comfort zone. So Oh,
5: yeah chamber, chamber of commerce i didn't even think about that join your chamber chamber of commerce where there's other businesses like a local listing
1: now stephanie had mentioned um you know at, at some of the meetups you'd go to you'd have like some print material have have any of the rest of you like actually like gone out with like a trifold or postcards or anything like that everybody loves stickers stickers yeah
2: I, I actually no longer order business cards i just ordered stickers with my domain name in. I give those
1: up. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even find my business cards. Like, you know.
5: Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I, I used to. I used to do the brochure. I had a brochure and, and some other printed materials, but now I just do a business card. Which I don't have many business cards now either. But if it is a situation, I just give them the card, so they go to my website, then that has all the details they need. Yeah,
3: you know? uh, Nancy yeah I, think I still have about nine hundred business cards from the one thousand that I ordered like five years ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, oh, me too.
4: I'll tell you something. I did at a networking thing. That was just super random and uh, is, it,
2: is it rated r i'm just
4: kidding <laughs> no mm-hmm. different that was a different party okay. but, um <laughs> the, no i i forget why it must have been something that was said at a previous one about qr codes which is random so i just like whipped up a bunch of like QR codes before the next meeting and did one that like would sign you into the Wi-Fi, and one that would open a website and one that would do a V card, you know, the contact card and all this stuff. And instead of just in saying my name and my company, I did a little quick, like 60 second spiel on this thing that you can do. And I just had a stack of like a bunch of the papers that had the QR codes on them. And I just, I mean, it was not even anything like professionally printed or you know fancy. I just put them all around and people were like playing with it like, oh, you know, like they just they just got to learn something that really had nothing to do with the website either. But like I said, if you just sh- i all you have to do is show them that you know how to do technical things. <laughs>
1: um their mind. Nancy did mention in the chat that the chamber of commerce where she's at is expensive. I, I think that's that's a lot of areas, but um I I think I, I have heard of a lot of people having success from joining the chamber. Um, You know, so yeah, it's, it's probably more expensive than a lot joining, you know, some of the other networking groups or something. I guess, yeah, it
5: depends. Like if the, the chamber of commerce for Columbus is crazy, but Grove city is like 150 bucks. Yeah. Uh, So I guess it just depends on, and
1: at the end of the day, it's a tax write-off and it's, it's part of, part of running your business. So what's cool
5: about though, is it's like, it's like web design, like web designers in that category. So you're automatically in that list, which is, you know, it's just a. It's almost awesome. an easier way to just get your name out there.
2: I want to throw in co-working spaces because I joined one a couple oh, years ago here in idea. town, and uh, I joined it just because I, you know, I wanted to help me get out of the house and you know maybe talk to people. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't stay going on because I didn't really use it. It was fifty dollars a month, but they were really good about having events, networking events. Like they encouraged, um, you know, people to to work together, and it was kind of part of the spiel of joining. So I, I don't know it's if they're nice. all like that, but but yeah, that was really cool.
4: That's cool. Um, I'd like to jump back to the about maybe just throwing out a couple tips that people don't know. One thing that is super important to do is get a Google My Business account, like put your business on, on Google so that if people do local searches, you know, get your get all your words and things in there so that when people search for the near me, search, then you fall if you fall in the right radius Then you'll come up. So, and that's, you know, that's free and it's not very difficult to do. Um, so if you can go in there and, and do that. And then, uh, a lot of us, if we just work from home, you might not want to put your home address. So that's tricky, but you can do a service area or something like that. It's like a ring
1: or a PO box, right? They yeah. don't like a well,
4: PO box, no. Not for that. You're right,
5: Stephanie. That's that's what I do. Is I have my address hidden, but it just does my service radius. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do Grove City Web Designer, you'll find me, but you won't see the actual address. Yeah, because
4: you, know? cause you yeah. don't. No, and for that you have to have a verified like home address. You cannot or a business address or whatever. And or um, or I even looked into like renting like if you rent a mailbox like at the UPS U- store or UPS. whatever, UPS. which gives you an address. But uh, Google got caught on to that, that that's not where you're actually located. And, and so they and, don't yeah. really like that anymore. And they yeah. don't like, you can't do a P.O. box. And then there was another, you have to basically have a standalone address, like that isn't a bunch of businesses going there. So if you do have one of those, like a co-working space or something, make sure you get like your own suite number or whatever. Good so
5: point. Because yeah, I was just going to say you could do a co-working address, but- In the case of my colleague, that's where he works. If I made that my address, then if somebody Googles both of our companies, it's going to be the same location.
4: Which is okay because there are some like office parks or things like that uh that have different locations, but you have to make sure you have your own unique like suite number or something like that. And I, I, my understanding, and again, this is like, it's always changes and it's so tricky to keep up with, but that's my understanding of how that works that you can verify it on there. But if not, you could, if you, and if you don't really take meetings, in a in the location that you're putting on there you probably should just put the service area anyway because yeah there's no let's, need for them to know any location you know let's so that's do,
1: one. Um, Oh, oh did, did you have another tip on that
4: i do yeah but i don't okay.
1: care if you want. oh well I, I i was gonna say we're, we're about two-thirds of the way through and we haven't got to oh, a remote yeah oh. um but i, I do I want to maybe br- maybe break it up really quick with a a question um from from mike devitt um because we did mention white label work and maybe partnering with people white label in the local and and this will go uh into remote as well and and doesn't 100% fit with the the topic but how much more do you charge for light for white label work um, does that change if it's local or or remote or
3: I've heard it go several ways. I've heard some people make the argument that you charge less because you're basically giving more of a wholesale rate to someone in exchange for repeat business. And then I've heard some people say, no, I charge more because I don't get to put my name on it. I don't get to put it on my portfolio. I don't get to... Um, mm-hmm. you know, market it as, as work that I've done. And so for me, because of those two things, I just keep it exactly the same. This is my rate. This is what my time is worth. And yes, if someone's going to give me, you know, a lot of repeat work and, and something like that, then maybe we could negotiate a lower rate. But in general, um, if I don't get to put my name on it, then I don't get to use that for marketing. And so for me, it's not worth discounting or anything like that. So I, I just sure. do exactly the same, but that that's yeah. my philosophy.
1: Yeah. And, and one big I, I thing for I, me is, is if they're doing, the discovery and dealing with a client and the information gathering that that's saving, that's saving a bunch of time. So
3: I I guess that's the other, I forgot to mention that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I charge more. (laughs) more? Yeah. You have a percentage or something. Uh,
3: Uh,
1: that you. Leslie put quadruple here in our chat. (laughs) Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. No, I mean, I'd say it's about, about 20 to 25% more. Um, Mainly because of that. I don't get to talk about it. I don't get to use it. Um, you know, it's just kind of invisible. Um, and also because I don't, I don't really do just design. A lot of times they ask me developer stuff and I'm happy to do it, but I noticed it was happening. So I up my rate just to be prepared for that.
5: And I f- um, I feel like with uh white label work, it's probably more common to get that remotely. Whereas locally, I feel like you're much more likely to get client style work to where you're you know you're the business doing the the work for them um, so maybe this will segue to remote stuff but i know that a lot of people in our divi web designers facebook group are looking for white label divi designers um, same thing online they'll search for like white label divi designers or stuff like that so i feel like that's a little more common with with remote. yeah that's I don't pretty know. much what
2: I, I mean i still do work in only divi sites i mean that's how the developers i work with found me was because of divi um, I do have one that I did lower the rate because he does, uh, he gives me a lot of work. So it's, it's pretty like on, ongoing. So, you know, yeah. everybody's different. With
1: yeah. So, so I th- I think that is a, a perfect segue. And I think we'll have Leslie kind of continue with, um, with her, you know, experiences in the Divi groups, because Leslie, a lot of people in the Divi community know Leslie and <laughs> I'm sure she gets reached out to a lot, but as each one I of us um, start. Me as As each one of us starts, maybe we can kind of say the percentage of local versus remote work work that we get and then and then we can kind of talk about our experiences so so Leslie, you want to kind of kind of continue with your experience?
2: um yeah, I pretty much do i've I've always kind of gravitated to remote work because <clears throat> when I started and I was doing local clients and um like pro bono and some rescues and stuff like that um and I did start getting paying clients but I'm not into the going to the meeting for coffee. I'm not into, you know, I I don't know. I'm just, I prefer to do things from my house. Um, So I I knew right away, you know what, I like the remote thing. And there's a lot of clients who are like me. They don't want to, you know, they're, they're fine with just doing things over email mostly, or, you know, sometimes occasionally getting on the phone or whatever. Um, But I'm like 90% remote and even the local clients I have, they're still the same um, the rescues things I don't really charge for. I just kind of maintain stuff for free for them. Um, so I'm pretty much all remote work. Actually. <laughs> awesome.
1: One, 100%. So, yeah, I, guess I, am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know
4: a lot of people, <laughs> people like having the local thing and boy, I just, I hate it. I, for example, I have one of my biggest clients right now is Char. It's that it's a company that is in two cities and um but they're my the my contact there is local and um I like it's 40 minutes at least each way if I end up driving back home in traffic it's an hour so you know that's and what an hour and a half of my time just driving to and from a meeting like I don't know do you guys bill for that like bill travel time to get to a meeting seems kind of
2: I, yeah, I, that's I, a good I put point. it on my, I save it for my taxes. I mean, I guess, but, it just. but I it's like I, an extra hour and a half of my yeah. day
4: that could have literally been done in a video chat, you know, and sometimes there are things like we're doing some custom folders for this client. We made some mock-ups. It was great to be able to drive in there, present them to him, show him how they work and be in person. You know, I mean, it does have its advantages sometimes, but boy, like 99 times out of a hundred, I'm like, this could have been a phone call. Yeah. You <laughs> can,
5: you can <laughs> definitely have to good, put
4: on pants for this. That's you know? <laughs> a good point. You
5: can waste, you can waste a lot of time locally. Um, there's pros and cons for sure. Like I've had meetings to where I drove half an hour to meet somebody. We had an hour consultation. I do the proposal. They don't accept it. And then there's like three hours out of my day. That's a costly three hours for me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, a lot of my maintenance plan clients are local. And what i found is I try to do a meeting with them about once a year if possible. And that seems to like build that trust that they have in me. And that extends that contract longer. Like if I, if I find that I take some time to actually go to a business or meet with somebody, which is less frequent. Now I do a lot less meetings now than I did previously. Um, But yeah, it can be a little costly, which is where remote uh, sometimes you have to build that trust, which can be time consuming, but It's interesting, for an example, one of my new, uh, one of the new projects we just took on is remote, and it was a referral from somebody who saw one of my local clients. So I designed a site for a local barbershop, and it's a pretty badass site. It's pretty sweet. And uh, this guy in Philadelphia was just Googling barbershop sites, stumbled across it, loved it, and then reached out to me that way. So it was kind of an indirect remote lead from a local client. Um, What was cool about that is the trust was already there because there was an established site because he liked my site and saw the testimonials and reviews it kind of built that layer of trust. And after one phone call and some emails, we moved forward. So um, kind of an example there of how sometimes locally can can translate to remote uh, because in web design, you'll probably find yourself getting into remote stuff pretty quickly, which has a lot of of pros to it for sure.
3: Yeah, I want to go back to... What I mentioned at the beginning, people want to hire someone that they know and trust. And and what Josh just shared is a perfect example of that is uh, someone remote finding him. The trust was already built because he had seen his work uh, and he was contacting him. It wasn't like Josh was you know, calling this random barbershop out of the blue and said, hey, I've done this other barbershop. I'd love to do your <laughs> website. And he'd be like, who are you? Oh, All the barbershop. Yeah, yeah, I feel like with local obviously everyone wants inbound you know you want people calling you you don't want to have to do outbound sales but i feel like local you can definitely get away with you know more of the pounding the pavement or calling people reaching out you know networking type of stuff where it's more kind of intentional outbound where uh remote i feel like i could be wrong but in my opinion it needs to be more inbound because if you call someone that's on the other side of the country or other side of the world. And they're like, who are you? You're not in my area. Like, why are you calling me? Kind of thing. But if it's something where you built up and established trust, like Josh mentioned, you know, with his YouTube channel, the same thing happened for me. I was 100% local, and then once I launched Divi Life and started doing tutorials, uh, blogs, and and videos, and and creating products and stuff, I had people from all over the world seeing my stuff, and then wanting to hire me. And so because they had seen my stuff, and they you know knew who I was, and they'd been watching me online. I was able to build that trust that they were calling me. It wasn't me being like, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm on the other side of the world you know, want to give me thousands of dollars. Uh, and so I, I think for remote, you need to have some sort, or uh, yeah, to do remote, remote outbound, you need some sort of vehicle to get yourself out there, whether it's a YouTube channel, yeah. whether it's a blog. I just
2: got, yeah, I think like a lot of, well, several of us, I got lucky with the ET feature articles way back when, when they yeah. were doing that. So yeah, Unless, I, yeah I really,
5: <laughs> your site has a lot of really great resources on it, too, that people are finding on Google, no doubt. So that's a huge thing, too. I mean, and yeah, Tim, you're exactly right. One of my points for remote was going to be to establish yourself as an expert with either blogging or YouTube tutorials or something like that, which all of that is easier said than done as well. But Just like you, Tim, the reason I'm kind of 50-50 now for my business is that with my YouTube tutorials, that's bringing in people who already use WordPress, already know Divi. And while that brings in some people who are are not an ideal fit because they just don't have the budget of a a business or a company, it has brought in some really great clients that I can speak the language to. So I'm like, they get in with Divi and they understand and they can manage things a little better than some of my other clients who are like, what's WordPress? So <laughs> uh, it's it can be a, a really cool way to go. So yeah, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Get a, get out there with those you know resources. Uh, putting out resources is, is going to do two things. It's going to help out uh, your your search en- search engine optimization. You're going to rank higher, and 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 that'll probably also for remote work you know, help you get found, but that's probably also going to have an effect on your, on your local SEO as well. So put out some really good resources. Another thing is, is it gives you a foot in the door into the Divi group. So you're not like posting, Hey guys, uh, I'm, I'm here to do Divi work. You know, you do a tutorial, you post it. And it's more of like a, uh, I'm not going to say a soft sell, but you're getting people to your site, you know, and maybe on your website, you can, you know, you mention your services, you could have a call to action at the bottom of your blogs. Like what you've seen here, you know, hire me or something like that. So you're not like directly going out and like screaming at people saying like, I'm here to do Divi work and you know, um, it's, yeah,
3: you're, you're providing value and exposing them to what you offer without being salesy and pushy, which we've all seen what it looks like to be salesy and pushy when people, you know, want to get you their stuff.
2: (laughs) And if, if I can add a tip that I found out totally by accident, um, I, I had got booked, right? So I didn't want to take any more clients. So I had put on my site, um, I was booked and, you know, this is when back when I started putting like my referral page and I listed some of my friends' companies. People like to see that you're booked. They think you're awesome. You're like, she must be awesome. She's booked.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh,
2: even though like, I, you know, I wasn't lying. I really was. It turns out that that's a good trick because <laughs> if you're not, maybe say you are. and um, <laughs> And people will just want to hire you. Like, I'm not even kidding. I've had like, Several times over the years, people ask, like, do you have a waiting list or, you know, can I be put on it? And um, it's amazing what the psychology of it is. That's awesome.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It also really helps if you have something really unique to offer, like Leslie, like her design style and, and what she offers isn't like anyone else out there. And so, you know, people, they want that. They want her you know, artistic ability that they can't get with, you know, any other web designer. But, but yeah, the, the FOMO aspect, people like, Oh no, like there's a oh, wedding. You know, one thing you
5: can do too, this could apply to local as, w- as well as remote, but there's been a few comments right now in the YouTube chat about places like tinier businesses, not caring about websites or anything like that, or maybe low budget clients. One strategy you could do, I have not done this, but I know people who have, is to cater your website services to certain industries. So let's say your website or or you base, like let's say you want to get into the medical field, you could potentially optimize your site for SEO and do strictly medical sites for dentists or for optometrists or something like that. And then when those clients are searching, you know, website designer for medical or something like that, you'll likely start coming up in some of those searches, which is a possible way to go too. Um, it's a bit of a kind of a sidestep of a way to get clients, but that could work out remotely is just as, a, as I
4: don't, well as I don't think that's a sidestep, Josh. I think that's like niching out. Kind of. Yeah yeah, that's good, I, yeah, yeah. I
3: got
2: stuck in acne sites actually for like two years. I was like the the girl who did um esthetician sites. For, I, I got a girl
3: in her acne sites. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so site.
2: so
1: so when they say make the site pop, like they really mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh that was the zing, that was the zing of the year.
5: So- <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. So, so Leslie, wait, hold on, yeah, like- Leslie, are you gonna be a girl? Wait. And- a girl in her ass.
2: No! Nah, all right. No. Core,
5: I tried no, to top was- Corey. I, couldn't
2: <laughs> I, I seriously, I got sick of, of doing those kinds of sites. I had to get my way out of there. But I had, at one point, I had like eight um, esthetician sites. They all like knew each other. They spread my name around in their groups and I, I was like, yeah. I gotta get out of there. there. Are I mean, con- uh, there, there are it was con- good. <laughs> and niche is a big deal. That's a whole nother topic too, because you get, it's yeah.
4: mutually beneficial because you then know all of their pain points. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. you yeah. know... The, you're you're quicker at cranking them out too because you know what they're gonna need and you don't have as much. We uh, should off-board.
5: totally we should totally make that an upcoming episode like yeah. working yeah. with niche clients. I could the right niche it
2: down
5: niche clients niche.
4: Oh, that's gonna be the niche. whole episode, is it? Niche? Yeah, <laughs> it's niche,
2: niche? Niche? niche. I say niche, but I've heard no, it. Well, well, that's
3: because you're fancy. Because why? Niche. It's niche niche. because. You need to be able to say the riches are in the niches. It doesn't make sense if you say the riches are in the niches.
4: (laughs) The riches are (laughs) in the niches. Hey, I was
5: going to say one more thing just so we don't derail too far. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, Ramo, we've talked about referrals from previous sites, uh, like you've designed that you'll get randomly or whatever. Talked about networking with like an online group, uh, as far as like Facebook groups and any sort of online communities, and then posting blogs, YouTube videos, tutorials, things like that. And then um, I have never done open source, but I know that's very common for developers. I don't know if you guys, maybe Leslie, I don't, is, do you contribute to open source stuff? Is that how you have built like a, like some leads no. with the developers or no,
2: no. no. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the
5: developers I
2: work with. I met in the Facebook, group. the Facebook, well, groups, okay. my Facebook groups.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are sites like Fiverr and stuff like that, but I would probably only do that if you're just getting started and just wanting experience. Um, but yeah, there there are some other online out- options out there for remote work.
4: You know what? I just thought of one more little tip, which is sort it, of remote but sort of local. The um, it, and I think it's especially for women, unfortunately. But uh, they have all these like mom groups and like mompreneurs and like oh, yeah. girl power groups, like where women are empowering each Baby other. And all this Baby stuff. Bar which I'm not really much of a feminist. Like, I don't know all that. I'm like, everybody just shut up and go to your job. Like, I don't know. I, I get kind yeah. of annoyed, but <laughs> like you can get so many referrals. Like I will have, my friends will just tag me when they see someone post. like, hey, does anyone know how to build a website? And they'll just like, boom, boom, boom. I'll just get tons of tags and people will hit me up. And so that, I mean, that's, Facebook has been mentioned, but like those kind of things where you're not just networking with business people, just going for like, and just like, same kind of deal was with all of this stuff. Just go in there and help out, help people out and answer questions about other things. And then when they, when someone refers you, then you're golden.
5: That would be a good, yeah, yeah. That's a good one for the, for the uh, niche episode. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say for us, um, remote wise, I mean, we, we've, we've been around so long and, and then especially, you know, since we've joined with, with Divi Space. Space. I I think people, you know, and the Divi community and the Facebook groups just know us. And uh, I wouldn't say like, you know, we we don't get a ton of like uh, requests that come in, um, you know, to do to do custom like web design work. Um, But I mean, we probably get I'd I'd say like three to four, some, you know, somewhat uh, solid leads a month. Um, And, uh, you know, a lot of that's either come in from the Facebook groups or from our products because we have like you know, like 40,000 yeah. customers out there who are using products. products and like, oh, I'm, I'm using, you know, I'm using their product. I might as well reach out and see if they can like help me with a website, which I might be struggling with or, or something like that. And
2: so. yeah, and y'all blog a lot too. blogging. I did some guest blogging in the past. I'm not a writer. I don't enjoy blogging that much, but I started out with doing some tutorials, which turned into doing some blogging for other companies. Um, and that brought me some work at the, at the time. And that's a good way to get in with, with a company that's an already recognized company or something that can help.
0: Yeah, The cool we've...
5: thing about that too, like doing tutorials and blogs is you almost position yourself as an expert, which like we've talked about, you just cannot put a value sticker on when somebody views you as an expert or trust you and likes you. Um, yeah. That can take so much time out of if I were to meet with somebody and they got to get to know me and then find out more about the business. That's where remote wise, you can save a lot of time in the long run.
3: Yeah. People want to hire people that are helpful and provide value and people that, um, are experts. And so, yeah, like Josh said, doing tutorials, you kind of accomplish both of those as well as getting them to like you and trust you.
2: Mm-hmm. And you get people to your site.
3: Yeah. Win, yeah, win, win. All right. Well,
1: we did start a little late, so I think we still have time for uh, final tips, thoughts.
2: Are there any uh, more questions?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think, think that's really. it. I mean,
5: Sarah it... chimed in with, with niche
1: yeah um How I, do I know you know you're remember. reading it right <laughs> yeah oh, i know nancy did have some questions that kind of came when we were talking about the remote work um you know and you know this might you know we'll look over these questions and it might be good to to revisit um you know some of the things in, in different episodes but i think somebody's going could
5: lump in the uh the
4: niche episode I, I let's think... face it sarah says everything weird right I mean, <laughs>
0: <you know. laughs> She says arvo, don't listen to her. <laughs> Say arvo.
3: Uh,
0: and Lord. aluminium
3: i don't know <laughs> if i can trust anyone that pronounces it aluminium
1: <laughs> no. yeah that's that's definitely sketchy <laughs> all right who wants to who wants to start here with final thoughts tips oh wisdom I'll kick That's us off
5: enough. if it sure. uh, looks like everyone was thinking, I think, I think I just, I'm, called I'm,
2: thinking. I'm thinking, no, you're good.
3: Uh, Josh, is done.
5: I was just going to say as a final thought, keep yourself open to both avenues. I think it's important. And what I've learned is I never thought about doing remote work. I wanted to steer clear from that. I wanted to stay local. Where I'm from is very like you buy local, you stay local. Um, and the cool thing about web design is you can do both. And one thing I will say about remote, why you might want to keep both avenues open is that if your local economy gets hit hard, um, you may not have to worry about that if a lot of your clients are remote. So I know one of my colleagues was outside of Detroit and their economy got decimated years ago and they had to move. His family had to move to where if he had remote clients, maybe he still wanted to leave Detroit, but... Um, the idea of like not being confined to just your local area is pretty freeing. It's pretty cool. So I would just say be open to both. You don't have to necessarily start with one or the other, but, um, be prepared and be open to local
3: and remote work. Mm-hmm. Great point. Um, I can jump in. Uh, so I have uh, a okay. few points. Oh, you got one. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a few points, these are more for people that, you know, kind of want to just hit the ground running and, and want to try everything. This first tip here is something I, I learned from a friend uh, quite a few years ago, and he had a lot of success with it. And basically what he would do is he'd find companies in his local area that had very outdated uh, websites that, um, you know, could use a, a refresh and he would essentially design the homepage. And then he would contact them and show it to them. And he had like a 90% close rate. Now, obviously that's a little risky because you could spend some time on something that uh, yields absolutely no return. However, with page builders like Divi and all of the uh, really well-designed layouts, you can pretty quickly create a basic mock-up. It's not a final design, but it's something to show a company. And so for a lot of companies that have been in business a long time, they have a very outdated website, for them to actually see what their website could look like with their brand, their logo, their uh, you know content, uh, something that you p- quickly put together, that can be a great way. Obviously, you have to not be afraid to you know cold call people out of the blue or reach out to them or whatever. But um, I don't know. I've never done it, so I can't speak from experience, but I know someone that had a lot of success with it. Um, and then the second tip, Facebook ads. Uh, you can do Facebook ads locally. However, don't just recommend um, or don't just advertise your services provide some sort of value, whether it's, you know, an ebook, a guide, something that your audience will find useful and valuable. And kind of like what we talked about before, Corey mentioned with, you know, tutorials and stuff, it can bring people onto your site and get exposed to you. You can retarget them later. Um, But but yeah, that can be an effective thing to do as well. Uh, You can do that remotely, but I'd say locally is probably more effective. All right,
1: Stephanie, Facebook
4: ads, a good idea. That's a good one. I was going to say whether you're going remote or local to keep your SEO in mind, you know, use the words on your site, use your, your Google properties, things like that. Like keep, get every, get all of those bits and pieces put together. And, um, and then you're, you're kind of set up better for either direction that things end up going for you. I think even if you're focused like, Like, like uh, Josh was saying, he was focused on local, but then he got referrals and then that opened up remote things and it can go vice versa too, you know, so it doesn't, it's not necessarily going to stick to one or the other, but if you make sure that you've got your site SEO properly that your Google, my business, you've got your webmaster tools done, you know, all of those kind of things, then, then wherever they're sort of finding you, because really regardless, they're going to find you online probably, you know, even if you go and meet somebody in a meetup or something you're still gonna they're still gonna come to your website because that's what you do so just make sure that all those things are in place
1: all right leslie
2: um well it's a little bit off topic but not um i started productizing some of my services a few years ago so i started selling blocks of time like on my store um like five hours at a time or whatever and I was really into doing, um, form styling. I still am anything with CSS really. So, uh, I basically have like a, it's still up there. I don't sell a lot or anything, but, um, I customize forms for sites and that's it. They just buy They buy my time to customize their forms. Um, and it can be questionnaires or whatever. So through that, I did find some long, longer term clients through that kind of work. And it, you know, another thing about showing authority with CSS and, um, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to say, like, get creative about finding other ways to make money if you have downtime where you're not finding clients, because there are other ways to do it.
1: Very true.
4: Productizing could be a whole nother episode too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ooh, yeah. yeah. Right, that so one. I'm nobody, down. <laughs> that um, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna drop a a, a quick uh, tip and a, and a tool that I it's been a while since I've used it, but I I did see a noticeable effect, and it can help you with that local SEO beyond, um, you know, Google, my business, the local listing on that, a lot of other things help your local SEO, Yelp and there's a bunch of other directories, um, moz.com MOZ there. A lot of people know them as a, you know, really, really big SEO with authority. They, they put out a lot of content on SEO and, uh, they have a service called Moz local and, uh, it, there is a cost to it. So, uh, that's, that's something to definitely, um, investigate and i i used it in the past i liked it i did see some results from it um I, i'm not an affiliate for them or anything but uh it to me it was a good service. So that's my last little last little tip all right well i think this was a good episode it could have gone on probably a couple couple more hours if we had the time <laughs> i knew we should have split it i was thinking i know, <laughs> you know i was like
5: well maybe it'll go. My, uh, i don't really- know why i ever doubted us our topic could be you know
1: something ridiculous and we would make it work except for jetpack i'm just kidding (laughs) i I always got to refer back to that
0: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right well i hope everybody uh tuning in um uh, enjoyed the episode i'd like to say thank you to our to our live uh watchers who are uh, participating in the chat here on on youtube um other places (laughs) you can you can find us uh divvy.chat um we're on iTunes. Let Leslie right, right off the list here.
2: Uh iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, though I don't know how to find that link. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Google it and I'm am sure we'll yeah. pop up in quite a few places. Sure. So, All right. Be sure be sure to t- uh, tune in next week, uh same time, same place. And we'll we'll talk to you guys soon.
3: Take care. Bye bye. See you later all. There it
0: is. <laughs> <I forget laughs>